Bless his church. I am Pastor Christian, the family pastor here at Westover Hills. And for the, na- for the past nine years, I've been a pastor to our middle schoolers, high schoolers, and young adults. And it is my honor to now be the family pastor here. And I'm excited to bring the word this morning. Who's ready for God's word? I bring greetings from our lead pastors, Pastor Jonathan and Pastor Danae. They're in a missions conference, and they are sending their love to you all. But hey, happy Father's Day to all the dads, all the tios, the uncles, the abuelos, the grandparents, the stepdads, the caregivers in the room. You are our real life heroes. See, a lot of us grew up watching Star Wars and owning Marvel comic books, watching Spider-Man, Captain America, Thor, Aquaman, Batman, Robin, the Hulk, and Superman. Psychologists believe that the reason why superhero play is so attractive to children is that when they imagine that they are superheroes, it allows them to pretend to have a level of power control and independence that they do not have in a world in a world ruled by parents and teachers (laughs) superheroes are supposed to provide a good role model for our children and when i was a kid i actually loved superman any superman fans in the house yes and so there was just something about when you're a kid and you dress up and you, and you play superheroes. And I just remember growing up um, and putting on a cape and thinking in my mind that I had all these superpowers, that I could go through walls, that I could see better, that I can hear better, that I can jump from tree to trees and fences. And where I come from in Puerto Rico, our houses uh, are pretty close. So you could actually jump from one roof to the other and get to, an, to the other house and to the other house. So I would jump about 12 to 13 houses down. My parents don't know this till today. <laughs> but I just, there was just something about wearing a cape that just felt like there was, there was some power there. And so kids today are looking for superheroes. But I'm here to tell you that God is looking for everyday heroes. And today I want to talk to you about everyday heroes. And I want to take you to scripture where the Bible speaks about the superheroes of the faith. I want us to go to Hebrews chapter 11. And we're going to read verses 32 and 34. And it says, and what more should I say? I do not have time to tell you about Gideon. Barak, Samson, Jephthah, about David and Samuel and the prophets, who through their faith conquered kingdoms, administered justice, and gained what was promised, who shut down the mouth of lions, they quenched the fury of the flames, and escaped the edge of the sword, whose weaknesses were turned to strength, say with me, strength, and became powerful, say with me, powerful, in a battle rooted by foreign armies. Dad, if you're here today, maybe you felt like you haven't done a good job as a dad. Maybe with your own life. 
maybe in your relationship with your wife, with your kids, and with your families, but I'm here to tell you, start where you are. With God, you don't have to wait to start at the beginning of the calendar year. As a matter of fact, the Bible says that his mercies are new for us every morning and we can start fresh with God. We can start today, amen? amen. Hebrews 11, 33, 34 says, who through faith, weaknesses was turned to strength. God is our help and our strength. God can turn any of our weaknesses into his strength. See, knowing Jesus strengthens us and sustains us in all circumstances. Faith is the fuel that turns men into heroes. Dad, I want to tell you today, keep going. Hebrews 11, 33, 34 says, Who became powerful in battles and rooted foreign armies. Dads, you need to fight for your family. You need to fight for your future. It's not easy and it takes sacrifice. Now, the question that I have for you this morning is this, who are the everyday heroes? See, everyday heroes are dads that show up every day. They're involved, they're present for their children, they go to work every day, they show up for their families, they're willing to play catch with their son, put a tent in the backyard and stay the whole night. Has anybody ever done that before? I've done it. They watch Disney movies or drink some fake tea with their daughters. As a matter of fact, I'm wearing this pin today because my daughter gave me a, a, a card and she says, you have to wear the pin. And I said, okay, sweetheart, whatever you say. See, dads, they go to basketball games. They go to piano recitals. They go to soccer, baseball, football tournaments, even when they're worn out or they're tired. Because success is showing up. Everyday heroes show up. Come on, I want you to tell someone, show up. Show up. Hebrews 11 is the passage that speaks about the heroes of the faith. But the Bible says that they were not perfect. As a matter of fact, five out of the six men had significant failures in their life. See, Gideon was a frightened farmer whose faith did not grow strong right away. It took time. He was in a process. He became Gideon later on. Barak won a resounding victory over Sisera, but he needed Deborah the prophetess as his helper to assure him. Dad, if you have a wife, a spouse today, I say this to you. Listen to them. They're used by God, and they're very close to the Holy Spirit. See, I have a wife, and when she speaks, I listen. See, we would not call Samson a godly man, for he yielded to his fleshly appetites. Jephthah staggered under the weight of his own ego. He had a lot of pride. David, one of my favorites in the Bible, killed a man and sinned with Bathsheba. Only Samuel lived a life with no indictment against him for significant failure in his service to God, and he was actually listed last on the list. None of these men were perfect, and yet God used them. There's no perfect man in this room, but yet God is willing to use you. If you're willing to say, yes, God, 
here I am, do as you please, then God is willing to do what God has to do in your life. Your past doesn't cancel God's future. Don't allow any disorder to order you around. Don't get stuck in your past. God doesn't want you to carry your past into your future. As a matter of fact, there's nothing you could do about your past anymore. But there's so much you could do today. And there's so much that you can do tomorrow. The enemy is always reminding you about your past. But God is always present and reminding you of how your future can look like. Faith is measured by contribution. We're not restricted by a calendar. Instead, a moment of faith can revive a broken family. See, I am a witness of that because God did it in my own family. The Bible says, the last become first. Heart matters to God and history doesn't. Don't place yourselves in a category of final or done. That's if you're in the room, I want you to say with me, I am not done. <laughs> Stepdads, you may not have been the biological father, but you could be the spiritual leader in your house. And I know a lot of stepdads who are doing such a phenomenal job. And I'm proud that you're able to take on that responsibility and say, I'll take care of them. I'll pray for them. I'll provide for them. I'll be there for them. Fatherhood requires love, not DNA. I like the way Teddy Roosevelt said it. He says, I am only an average man but I work harder at it than any average man. I like that. You can start today working hard. You don't have to give excuses anymore, but this is just the way I am. This is the way I was raised. But God says, I can change that. I can, I can do something different in your life. Reluctance keeps many men sidelined. But the cure for reluctancy is activation. We have to activate. If you're willing to start, God is able to finish. See, faith is the fuel that turns men into heroes. 2 Corinthians 12, 9. Paul says, each time he said, my grace is all you need. My power works best in weakness. So now I am glad to boast about my weakness so that the power of Christ can work through me. God is strong when we're weak. Hey, Dad, keep going. Never let your limitations limit what God can do through you. Christian fathers have a whole set of standards that make them superheroes. If they mess up, they will say, I'm sorry. They are stern but humble in a way. They walk by faith and not by sight. They stand for righteousness. 2 Corinthians 5.21 says, they are the righteousness of God. Man, you are the righteousness of God. And they're courageous because they know that if God is for them, then who can be against them? See, I want to share with you a story about a man who was being called by God for a long time. This man had a great business, lots of possessions, 
a beautiful wife, three kids. Everything seemed to be going very well. But he was missing a big piece in his life, God. All of a sudden, things just started going south because God kept calling him and he was not listening to what God was calling him to do at the time when things were going great. Business wasn't doing good anymore. His colleagues started stealing from him. His marriage was tumbling down. He was about to lose his kids and his family. Pretty much lost everything. And he got on his knees. God got his attention. And he went to a friend that he knew. And he said... I need your help. I'm losing my family. I'm losing my business. I don't know what to do. And this man, who happens to be a man of God, said, Norman, there's not much I can offer you, but there's one thing I can offer you, and it's faith, and it's God. And there's a service happening in a church in Miami and if you're willing to take a plane and meet me, I want to take you to church. So this gentleman went, took a plane, went to Miami, went to this service in a tent. Great worship, great word. The pastor made a call to the altar. And the only one who went up that day was this gentleman. He accepted Jesus Christ as his Lord and Savior. See, that night changed everything for that man. He made a decision that would change the trajectory of his life and family. He was the only one who came to Jesus that night. But little did he know what was going to happen next. He invited his whole family to church. They accepted Jesus Christ in their hearts. His marriage, little by little, was restored. And all three of his kids love ministry today. And two of them are actually pastors. See, one yes from a man to God and hundreds and hundreds of people have been affected. This man was my dad. And he's here today. And I want to honor him this weekend. Dad, will you stand up? Thank you for bringing me to the Lord 34 years ago. Thank you for showing me how to pray. Thank you for showing me how to be strong. I want to be just like you, Dad. You're my everyday hero. And I want to finish this service, and I want to call all our dads forward. So this is what I would like for you to do. If, if you're a dad in the room, please stand up. And I want you to meet me right here at the altar. Because I want a moment with you. We want to pray for you. We want to declare God's word over you. Because dads, you're so special. All across the room, in the balcony, if y'all can head down here. And just make some space because there's lots of dads. 
Lots of blessings here today. See, every person who enters into the military has an oath of enlistment. And I want to suggest to you that this is an oath of enlistment that God is putting before us dads today. I want to speak to the hero dads. They don't fly, but they walk beside. They don't have x-ray vision, but they have insight. They're not invisible, but they're mindful. They can't read minds, but they listen carefully. Hero dads start where they are, and they keep going. Dads, start where you are and keep going, says the Lord. Fight for your family's future. Because a man without a vision for his future always returns to his past. A man of God, I want to encourage you today. Get up. Go to church. Sit in the front. Lift your hands in gratitude. Worship, pray, give, listen, take notes, respond, celebrate, and lead your family. Provide, be strong, be an everyday hero. Chris, the Lord says to you this morning, I brought you here to refresh you. I brought you here to remind you that you're not alone and that your best is yet to come and that the future of your family is bright, says the Lord. And right now, God says he's refreshing your heart. He's refreshing your heart. Be strong, says the Lord. Families, would you stand with me today? Someone from your family is here today and they're representing the everyday heroes. We want to pray over them. So I ask you to stretch your hands to them as we pray. Dads, I have a challenge for you. God says get up a little earlier than usual and open God's word. God says get up a little bit earlier than usual and read and pray. God says, take a, a day during the week and lead your family in an altar moment. Pray with them. Encourage them. Be strong. Be a dad. Dads, take your wives on a date once in a while. They need dates. Tell them that you love them. Put your pride aside when things are tough. Fight for your marriage. Fight for your families. See, Jesus is coming soon, and he's preparing the church. 
and he's preparing the men and he's preparing the families for the trumpet sound. Let's be ready, amen? Let's be ready. Dads, repeat after me. God, we ask for your wisdom and discernment to lead my life and my family. Give me strength to start today and to keep on going. Help me be a better husband, a father, a brother, a friend, a co-worker. And when I mess up, help me say I'm sorry and stay humble. Help me to walk by faith and not by sight. To stand for the righteousness of God. To be strong. To be led by you. Order my steps. Help me in my decisions. In the decision of my family. In the future. In Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Come on, let's clap it up for Jesus. Dads, we have some jarritos for you. So right when you come out in the lobby area, we have some jarritos. Go ahead and get some. Enjoy the rest of your day and your families. We love you. And thanks again for coming to Westover Hills. God bless you.